God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. Is man basically good? Or, since the fall, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin. After the fall in the Garden of Eden, is man basically nothing good? Only God is good. When the rich young ruler came to Jesus said, Good master, what shall I do that I may in, that I may inherit inherit eternal life? He says, There's none good but one, and that is God. And then he goes on and tells him, If you will enter the life, keep the commandments. God is good, but he is only one that is good. And when God created all things, and they were all good. Because nature itself declares God's eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Even though they never hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, nature itself declares the eternal power and the Godhead that God is one. He is the supreme being, the self-existent eternal God. So the point we want to make today in the podcast is that the only difference between a beast that Solomon said that all go to the grave and all there go to see corruption as the beast, so is man and all primates. Well, the only difference is, is when a man turns to God and is born again, though the outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. That's Christ that liveth in you. And you have to live by that faith of the Son of God that gave himself for you, which is a righteousness, not of ourselves, which is the righteousness which is keeping the law. By the works of the law, no flesh should be saved, but the righteousness of God by faith. Therefore, Paul, when we start talking about what is man that thou art mindful of him, the Son of Man that thou regardest him, thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Crowned him with glory and honor, set him over the works of thy hands, but we see not all things under him. It will be, but since the fall, then we have everything there in a sin state and nature. And Adam all died. So not only does man have to be born again of the water and the spirit, but there has to be a new heaven and a new earth. And Jesus is the beginning of the first creation of God. He's the beginning of it. He consummated. He bought it. He paid for it. And as Paul stated, that if we're not walking in the light as he is in the light, then, only then, do we have fellowship one with another. If we're not walking in that light, then we're walking in darkness. And how great is that darkness? So there's a truth in the present truth of the word of God, the proceeding word of God that man lives by. Man liveth by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Well, where did it proceed? It proceeds from the throne room, and that's not the beaten olive oil that you have in a Pentecostal reign, but it's the golden oil that proceeds from God's throne. It's throne room revelation. And that's the reason the two witnesses are called the sons of oil, which are the two olive trees. The two olive branches of Zechariah 4 are the same that you see in Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10 of the cherubim of glory, which you see in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 of the four beasts, which sing the song of the redeemed. 
They're not angels. They are the church in a higher level of glory before the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he comes for the salvation of his saints. So we must be walking in present truth. Now, Peter talked about in his epistle, as you now established in the present truth, that alluding to there's more that will be coming, and we have to receive that truth. Now, he that knows the Lord and follows to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, the morning star. And he will come to us as the rain, not a rapture, the rain there, the former and the latter rain. Now, that latter rain is the latter rain after the king's mowings, Amos 7. So there's a work that God will mow down the current so-called worldly way to get us to turn to him. Notice in Hosea 6, he said, come and let us return to the Lord. We return. Well, we were there, but we left. Why? Well, because we thought that it's simply just a repentance and you're saved. Well, in the days of Jesus, in the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all they did was repent at the hearing of John the Baptist as one a voice crying in the wilderness. It was simply repentance. But then, after the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he stated some truths. You must be born again. Nicodemus, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Oh, that's higher glory. That's more truth. Well, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. Truth is ever-increasing from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and must be received by the body of Christ in order to be walking in the present light, the present truth of the Word of God. And that light is progressive. For the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Now the perfect day is when that which is perfect is come. Then all these things in part will be done away with. We see through a glass darkly now. But then face to face we will know even as we're known of him. And that final step in that stages of glory, the final step is charity. So there abideth faith, hope, and charity. But the greatest of these is charity, not faith, but charity. And you have to add to your faith virtue. You do that through obedience under righteousness. And obedience is required to the present flowing truth of the word of God. Now, the blood of Jesus Christ is in the New Testament given for you. So as we eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood, we read the word of God with a leading of the Holy Ghost in present truth. And we live by every word that proceedeth in the season that we're in. Now, the season of Passover, there we had three feasts, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits, three feasts of the Lord. Jesus fulfilled those three feasts in death, burial, and resurrection. That is revealed to us and recorded in the gospel according to Matthew, the gospel according to Mark, the gospel according to Luke, and the gospel according to John. Then we go to the next season. Well, we got to walk in that light. 
And we know that we have to go into that light because we're going into a new season. And we have to have that oil in our lamp. Well, what is the oil? The oil is the oil of truth. Ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. The five wise had plenty of oil for their lamp. When they heard the cry, the midnight cry, behold, the bridegroom cometh, they went out for to meet him, and they had plenty of oil in their lamp. They trimmed their wick, and it was lit, and they had plenty of oil in the lamp. But the five foolish did not have enough oil in their lamp. They didn't have, that did not have the present truth of the word of God, walking in it. They had truth, but it was not the present proceeding word, the present proceeding truth. That oracle of God coming from the throne room of God. They did not have it. And the Holy Ghost was leading there, but they did not receive it. They thought that they were at ease and everything was fine, but woe be unto them that are at ease in Zion. Jesus said, I'll search Jerusalem with candles and punish all them that are settled on their leaves. We can't just be settled on our leaves. We must be stirred up to do the will of God. Well, the thing is now, the quest for life is what is the present truth? What is the flowing truth of the word of God, not in a beaten olive oil that feeds the lamps of the candlestick to give light over against the word and the sanctuary for the saints in Pentecost? No, we're going to a higher level. And we find that we must have that Pentecostal truth, surely, because we received the Holy Ghost on that day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one accord, one mind, one accord. Suddenly there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the room where they were sitting and cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Now that's present truth. In Pentecost, Acts 2.4. Then we need to know the truth of it. How are we going to be born again? There we have the revelation that Jesus, the man, Acts 2.36, that all the house of Israel know surely that same Jesus whom you crucified. God hath made him, that man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. And then they were pricked in their heart and said, Men and brother, what must we do? Then Peter, having the keys of the kingdom, said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That's how you get your sins remitted. That's born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. Now that starts the spiritual walk in the Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost leading and guiding into all truth, not partial truth, all truth. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. We must be filled with the Spirit of God. Be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And that's a constant filling, refilling again in the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. And each time we do, after we've received the Word of God in present truth, we are sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until we receive the promised possession. After that, we've received the word of God. We're sealed. Because that tribulation and persecution that we endure, these temptations, is for us, our faith, to be tried as by fire, that it may come forth as pure gold for the glory of God. 
Well, that is essential for salvation. Somebody says, well, I, I don't think it's necessary to have the Holy Ghost because I've repented. Well, repentance, there was the truth in the season of Passover when Jesus walked on this earth. That was true and was the present truth. But then Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. And he said, I have many things to tell you disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. In other words, there's more truth coming because faith is the substance of things. So far, the evidence of things not seen. I have many things to tell you, but you're not able to bear them now. Showing us that there's more truth that's going to be coming and he's going to lead you and guide you in things which will come to pass. Jesus stated that. So did Paul. Paul said, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart the things, that's the things of faith, that God hath prepared for them that love him. But it is revealed by the Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things. It's searching the things of faith, always in the Word of God, in present truth. And even the deep things of God, not just on the surface, but a wise man that dig deep and found in his wrath, found in that rock and built his house upon that rock, that revelation of Christ in the depth, the height and depth, length and width of Christ in the knowledge of him. So we're growing in that knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There in the Pentecostal realm, that was the present truth for that time. Then, receiving the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Born of the water and of the Spirit, the embryonic church. And we've been in that position, in that season, for over two days or 2,000 years. Now we're in the third day. What does that mean to us in prophecy, in the prophetic? Well, Simply that, come and let us return to the Lord. That's where we are now. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He will smitten, he has smitten, he will bind us up. Why is he binding? What is, why is he having to bind us up? Because he's smitten us. Why? Because it's a chastening rod of God to get our attention for us to return to him. Let me say, well, I thought we were already there. Well, we've repented. Well, sure, that's part, that's, that is the first feast of the Lord, Passover, repentance. But then unleavened bread, being buried with him in baptism, water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. Well, there's four feasts of the Lord there, eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood. But there's seven feasts of the Lord, one more season, higher than Pentecost, that which we are in now, for those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. As just as if a man did not receive the Holy Ghost and did not believe that it was for him, Jesus was seen alive after his passion for 40 days after the resurrection, the Feast of First Fruits. And there was seen in him as many as 500 brethren at one time. But there was only 120 in the upper room to wait for power that you have heard Jesus said of me, which you've heard of the Father, which is said of me. 
you shall receive power that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. That's present truth in Pentecost. Now that happened two days ago or 2,000 years ago. Well, a person said, I didn't receive that. I, I, I would repent it. I think that's all I need. Well, Paul goes on and states, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's not of his. But if the spirit that dwell in Jesus also dwells in you, it shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body. Well, without the Holy Ghost, there's no salvation. Well, that's present truth. They're in Pentecost. Now, we're in a totally new season that requires the same faith, going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. What season is that? The season of tabernacles with three feasts of the Lord there, which is the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus, four times, times and a half, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days, Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement, and Tabernacles, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Prophecy, the Feast of Sevens, the Feast of All Feasts. There we are in the Feast of Trumpets now, but we're lagging behind. Therefore, the Lord is using his chastening rod. He has said, I have smitten you, I will bind you up. And there he said there to, for, for one reason, not to destroy us, but to get us to return to the Lord. Why return? Because he's moved into another season, a new season, a higher season than Pentecost. But very few are listening. So God will use his chastening rod to provoke us into good works so that we will not be condemned with the world. We'll be, we'll be chastened. And he's torn. He will heal us. He has smitten. He will bind us up. Well, what's he showing us? Well, the ozone, he says, after the second day, I'll revive you. Well, this is after the second day. Well, in the third day, where we're in now, 2021, I will raise you up. You will live in my sight. Well, in other words, face to face with Jesus. For God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. We have to have that revelation that he is God. He is that spirit. Jesus is the Lord. He is that spirit. He is the father of glory. He is the word. He is the Holy Ghost. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face be holding us in a glass, not closed. It's not over. We're open an open face. Beholdings in a glass. Well, before in Pentecost, we see through a glass darkly. But now, face to face, we're know, we will know even as we're known of him. Well, we were children. And when we have that faith, that we were born again of the water and the spirit, we were newborn babes. Then we grew. Then we're little children. We've known the Father. Even though that Jesus is the Father, well, quoting 1 John 2, 12 through 14. But then we grow more. Then, young men, because the Word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. You've grown much, much higher now. You're young men. Those are overcomers. You've overcome the wicked one. Well, the overcomer there is through the Word of God, and that's your Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Hold and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, 
but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God for you is. So we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us both the will and to do of his good pleasure. Whatever he's called us to do, he has given us each one a particular faith for that calling. Not general faith, but that particular faith. Not just a sure word of prophecy, which all will believe and come into, but each individual members in particular with different ministrations, different ministries, but one body. That is the, the season that we are in now going into tabernacles. And that is for the work of the ministry. If a person only received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and was never born of the water, well, they were half born, but they weren't born again. They were not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, then you're not born again. Well, even in the first season, a person didn't repent at the preaching of John the Baptist. Well, they're lost because they did not obey that present truth of repentance, the baptism of repentance by John the Baptist. Well, they receive that, then they go on. On the day of Pentecost, born of the water and the Spirit, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. You must not only repent, but now you're going higher and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, born of the water, for the remission of your sins. That's the only way to get your sins remitted in your spirit, your human spirit, your heart. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost that's born of the Spirit. Now you've had two seasons and four feasts that you've eaten the flesh of Jesus and drank his blood. Now we're in another season. If a person was in a Pentecostal season and said, I don't want to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to speak in other tongues. I'm just going to stay back and be a fundamentalist. I'm just going to stay back and repent. Well, that was true in that first season of Passover. When Jesus was walking their earth, they repented. And at the preaching of John the Baptist, they were right with God. But then we go to the next level of glory, that second season, and now it requires more. Too much is given, much is required, and that is that you must be born again of the water and the Spirit. Somebody said, well, I'm born of the water. I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But then you must receive the Holy Ghost. Well, that's not what happened in Acts, uh, the eighth chapter. They were born of the water. They'd been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They had that portion done of born of the water, but they had not been born of the Spirit. They had not received the Holy Ghost as yet. They called for Peter to come down, lay hands on them, and he did, and they received the Holy Ghost. That is now born of the water and the Spirit. What if a person said, no, I don't want to be born of the Spirit, and I'm not going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, born of the water, in that second season, then they're not walking in the present truth. That of Pentecost, the Pentecostal realm, 
that we have been in for over 2,000 years, but now are in a totally different realm. If we did not do it, then we counted ourselves unworthy of eternal life. Now we're in that third season, a higher level of glory. And we must, somebody said, well, what do we do there? Well, it's the ministry voice of Jesus. You come for the full measure of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. And that is what you've been called to do. In the last season of God, in the proceeding word of God, in the golden oil proceeding from the throne of God, and living by every word proceeding out of the mouth of God in present truth. And that is tabernacle. And that feast that we're in now is the feast of trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus. We must hear the voice of Jesus and obey it. And that is the ministry voice of Jesus in a time, times a half, three and a half years and 42 months for the ones that are for the perfecting of the saints. And without that perfection, walking in the light as he's in the light, in present truth, we will not be accounted worthy to work in the work of the ministry. We will count ourselves unworthy. We must walk in the light as he's in the light and live by every word that proceedeth. The proceeding word of God, the throne room word of God that flows out from the Lord Jesus himself. And that is that final season of tabernacles for he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Jesus stated that in Matthew 5, be you therefore perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. That's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. We're to have that love of God that we know not only that we have the spirit of Jesus Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory, but we've obeyed it unto perfection, unto the measure of the statue of Jesus, unto a perfect man. So he gave us the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. What for? For the work of the ministry this ministry of Jesus. For he said that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. Not maybe, but surely will. That that is determined will be done. Well, the body of Christ must be prepared for that, walking in the present light, in the present truth of the word of God. And that's the reason why that the church now is in travail. A woman clothed with the sun, a moon and feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars is not Mary in Revelation 12. It's not Israel. It's the church of the living God. We are not raptured in Revelation 4, 1. That is generally taught in the prophetic realm and eschatology. No. If we take a good look at that, it's very self-explanatory. For John said in Revelation 4, 1, there was a door open in heaven, a voice talking with me as of a trumpet, saying, come up hither. Well, they said, that's rapture. No, it's not. What is it? And I will show you things. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And I'm showing you those things. I will show you things. Come up hither. Come higher, higher than Pentecost. And I will show you things of faith that must come to pass hereafter. Will come to pass hereafter. 
That's Revelation 4. It's not the rapture. It's a higher revelation of the Word of God, showing you things, showing you things. Didn't say raptured out of there. Didn't say caught forgotten to his throne, that you are literally physically raptured at that time. You're not raptured to the last trump. For the trump of God shall sound, the dead in Christ will rise first, and the dead in Christ that literally rise first, and uh, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. For the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. That's the last trump. And that's not the seventh trumpet in Revelation 1 through 12. And the other three trumpets are woe trumpets. Woe, woe, woe been to the inhabitants of the earth. Why? Because the devil is cast down to you, knowing that he hath but a short time, having great wrath. Not the wrath of God, the wrath of Satan. But the good news is, when evil comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him, and the body of Christ in that revelation of Jesus will have power. Power over all the power of the enemy. Power, tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And this is what is happening now in present truth. Well, we believe that we must repent. We've done that in that first season. We were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, born of the water, and raised in the newness of life, became a new creature, received the Holy Ghost. Now we've had four feasts. Now we're going to the fifth feast, Feast of Trumpets, ministry voice of Jesus. That is the voice of a host, the voice of a multitude, the voice of the Almighty God going to all the world for a witness of all nations, and the end will come. For those that have an ear to hear, we're in that time, that season now, in present truth. What if you stay as Pentecost and say, no, I can't come unto perfection. It's just not possible. And we don't believe God to lead us and guide us into all truth. Then we're backslidden. And that's the reason why. Because it's already the ministry voice is going out, the voice of Jesus, and very few are listening. So the Lord has said, come on, return to me, Hosea 6.1. For I have torn, and I will heal you. I have smitten you, and I will bind you up. And he's telling us what? He said, after then, that third day, we're in the third day now. I'll raise you up. You will live in my sight. That's face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ, a higher glory than Pentecost. And he said, if you follow him to know the Lord, don't stop. Keep following. He will come to us as a rain, the former and the latter rain. Now, the former rain was in Acts, the second chapter. The latter rain is still ahead of us, which is the ministry voice of Jesus in the work of the ministry. For the edifying of itself, the body of Christ, into the unity of the faith, into the knowledge of the Son of God. That knowledge of the Son of God is not just knowing Jesus after the Spirit, but coming to the full measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, full grown, growing up into him in all things. That's all truth. So that you will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So, friend, we are right now in the greatest time to be alive in the work of the ministry that the Lord will do. And no more, no more will they say, Blessed be the Lord God, which brought up his people out of the land of Egypt. And that was a wonderful move of God under Moses. God delivering his people. 
but that won't even come into mind until this last day work of the ministry that he will do. For the Lord then will gather his people from the north, south, east, and west, whithersoever he hath, he hath gathered them. He spread them. He literally, the spora of the church of the living God, just as it was in the former reign, it will it be in the latter reign except much, much higher glory. And we're in that now. Very few are listening. So the Lord will continue with his rod and the ones that are the true called of God and are chosen will go on in to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Jesus Christ. There, he, we understand that calling. The whole mystery of the will of God from the foundation of the world has been to gather all things together in one in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 1. So whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, not something less, but conformed to the image of. We all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the very same image from glory to glory, even by the spirit of the Lord, not by us, but by the spirit of the Lord through obedience unto righteousness unto holiness. That's where we are today. Well, and those that he did predestine and then he called, then he called he just those that he called, he justified. Now don't stop there. And them that he justified, he also glorified for what reason? To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. A perfect, spotless, blameless church that the Lord, when it comes into fruition, will immediately put in the sickle and reap his harvest into his garner, his barn. But before then, we must hear the word of the Lord. We must hear the voice of the Son of God and obey it. And by doing so, we will fulfill the ministry voice of Jesus, the work of the ministry, unto perfection and the fullness of Jesus Christ to all nations and then as a witness to all the world, and then the end will come. Here's where we are now. Well, there's things that we're coming to pass right now that God said would end the whole restoration, restitution of all things. All things are things of faith. Acts 3, 20 and 21 says that the heavens must receive Jesus. He's staying there until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. Well, what's all things? Faith is the substance of things. Well, what is all things? All faith, all truth. And you know all things and you know all truth and no lies of the truth. It's the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ in the church without spot, without blemish, a glorious church. So these things, tune into the podcast and we'll go into the deeper things of God in the present truth, not Pentecost, but tabernacles. The Feast of Trumpets is the Rosh Hashanah. It is the new year, the new thing, the new wine, that the new wine skins that God is preparing, preparing now for his work, the work of the ministry. If the Holy Ghost is bore witness with your spirit, we would love to hear from you. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can message us on the websites. They're at sailinggodspeople.org or dennisbeard.org or you can again 
uh, simply message us there uh, and write a letter to us at the post office box 2906 Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. We're hearing from many of you. We want to thank you for your prayerful support as well as your generous offerings by which we're able to keep the podcast coming to you over the air. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.